0: great to be with everyone tonight. Lord's blessings upon all of you and and, uh, praying that the Holy Spirit is is with us and present as I share with you a little bit about uh, how our brains work, how God designed our brain. And then as I uh, tell you even more uh, about, um, as give you a chance to walk through this exercise. So let me tell you about myself. After a 30 year business career, I stepped away from that to serve a ministry called Life Model Works as the CEO there. I had known the founder, Dr. Jim Wilder, uh, for 30 years. Um, The ministry has the vision that everyone who encounters the church is transformed into the image of Christ. And uh, it's been great knowing uh, Jim Wilder. He's got a brain that's uh, uh, different than many others, the way that he thinks about things, very deep thinker. And he's done a great job of connecting the brain science that came out Uh, of the 90s, for the most part, uh, out of UCLA, a guy named Dr. Alan Shore, and connecting that with uh, the Bible. So I'm going to share a little bit about that uh, with you. After I left my CEO role there, uh, I had the pleasure of going into business with our son, Mario. I had always wanted a father son business, ended up with a son father business. Uh, That's a lot of fun. Uh, And we're building our business, as uh, Paula mentioned, uh, with the help of the three different Five clubs, so excited about that! All right, I'm going to go ahead and share a screen here so you can follow along on a couple of things about the brain. Okay, there we go. Is everyone seeing that screen okay? All right, so. Uh, you know, the brain's an amazing organ. It does all kinds of things, but I'm going to talk about just five areas, uh, within the brain. Uh, first, uh, the left hemisphere, the left hemisphere has, and I'm not going to use too much medical jargon, but if I've got anyone medical out there, you just have to forgive me because I don't have a medical background. I did have some nurses come up to me after one of my presentations and make sure that they, uh, helped me with a few things that I got wrong. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how we do. Uh, but this, the left hemisphere of our brain has the hippocampus. And the main thing it's concerned about is words. And I'll get in, more into that in a minute. The right hemisphere uh, is, has this very interesting four-level control center that controls our identity and how we respond to life and, and who we are. So these really important parts of our, of our brain are over in the right hemisphere. Uh, the first one is this level four of the brain, the identity center. That's the right pre, the right orbito prefrontal cortex. How's that for a mouthful? Uh, then there's the singular cortex at, at level three, which is concerned with attunement. And I'm gonna tell you what that is in a minute. Um, and then there's uh, uh, level two of the brain, which is concerned about good, bad, and scary. And then there's the deepest level of the brain, which is concerned about attachment. So, uh, let me just move on to the next slide. Now, are we seeing these slides okay? Or is it, uh, are the, we are, good, very good, all right. Well, so a little bit, um, hmm. okay, hope I'm showing you the right slideshow. We'll find out in a minute here. Oh yeah, okay, I thought it had changed this one, but uh, that'll work. Um, Level four is is words and explanations. Um, This was a previous example for, but what we're going through right now, you know, some of the words and explanations we have is like, oh my gosh, what's going on? When is this gonna end? Uh, How much longer can I take this? You know, some things like that. And it'll become apparent as I go through here why we're spending time talking about these five levels of the brain. And they'll lead us right into the exercise. The question that the identity center of the brain is asking is, you know, where is my example of what to do here? It, it wants a model. The level three, the attunement center, asks the question, am I alone with this feeling? Level two, also talked about sometimes as uh, uh, among the life model folks as the guard shack, is asking the question, is this thing good, bad, or scary? So I think that. Uh, You know, I can just have a show of hands of the panelists. How many would say we've got a lot of people uh, with level two of their brain telling them that things are are bad and scary right now, right? Yes. All right, and then the attachment level. Is this personal to me? And more about that soon. All right, so let's get into, let's take each of these five one at a time. So the left hemisphere, naming. Uh, There's a different kind of pain with each of these levels. And if you try to address one level of pain with the tools that are meant for a different level of pain, you're not going to have a great outcome. I've heard that a lot. I've heard it from, uh, uh, from Sandy when we had a conversation. I think she said something like, if I hear one more time, you know, this advice that people have been giving me, I'm just going to go crazy. Uh, they were using the wrong tool. They were trying to address the wrong level of the brain. The pain was in a different level of the brain. So we're going to get into that, and this this should help you be able to be a better friend uh, to uh, to the people around you. So um, the question here is: the pain is uncertainty, confusion. I, you know, I don't know what to do. I need a solution. Um, I need answers, I need explanations, I need an action plan. This is when brainstorming is good. This is when advice is good. Um, you're looking for someone who's been there before. So I had a, I'll just tell a quick story about a time when I was, one of the things I was experiencing was left hemisphere pain. So when this all first hit, um, you know, for us, it was our, uh, our Airbnbs Uh, You know, we're fully rented for spring break and then all of a sudden everybody was canceling and, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen and uh, Two of our lenders decided to stop lending and this all happened in a week. I mean, it was a lot to take in all at once and it was it made me like, oh my gosh, what do we do now that was the, the question. And that happened during you know Monday through Friday. And then somewhere Thursday or Friday, there was an announcement, hey, Chuck Blakeman and Sandy and Tom have put together this Rising Phoenix business community and they're gonna talk about what to do in a time like this. And it was primarily advice and it was extremely helpful because I was having level four uh, plus pain it was my left hemisphere that needed some answers. And here was someone that had been through this before and had given a lot of thought to it and had a lot of answers. So that was, that was a great solution for uh, level four pain. Now we're just gonna work our way down this model. And in, in the book, Rare Leadership, they talk about it as the joy elevator, you know, and everything's fine as long as the elevator keeps going up and down between the five levels. But if the elevator gets stuck between a couple of levels, that's when you're gonna feel stuck. So let's see what happens at the next uh, at the next level. So the right hemisphere. Oh, and just one last thing about this. This is especially to husbands. There's only one time that problem solving is gonna be helpful to you. And that is when you are absolutely 100% certain that the only thing that your wife needs is an explanation or an action plan. And 95% of the time, that's not gonna be true. So be, 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 be so warned. All right, level four. Level four is where you're really, you're looking for an example. This part of the brain is the identity center of the brain and it only learns by seeing someone else do something. And now here's the, Here's the other most interesting thing about this. As we work our way down through these levels of the brain, they actually become more and more powerful, which is the totally opposite of what our modern Western civilization believes. Right? We believe that belief is the most powerful thing. That's in our left hemisphere. We believe that willpower is the most powerful thing. We believe that choosing the right thing is the most powerful thing. But as soon as we get a little bit of pressure on our brain, that ability to 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 exercise what we've chosen starts to disappear. So this next place, our identity, what is it like us to do is the question this part is asking. And if we've never been in this situation before, it's going to have a blank spot. And if it's never seen anyone else give an example of what to do in this situation, it's gonna have a blank spot. And the only thing that's gonna fill this blank spot in is someone else telling a story, an autobiographical story full of information, full of example and emotion of how they were in the same situation and what they did. So it isn't logical explaining It's as if you could have a movie of seeing them do this thing. Uh, So let me give you an example of when that happened. Uh, My good friend Dave Mead and I were having a phone call one day and I told him about this weird situation I'd encountered, which I had never encountered before, but I knew it was one that he had encountered before. And an interesting tug of war, you know, uh, uh, pursued because uh, Dave has had so much coach training and as a coach, you're not supposed to. Uh, interject your own personal life into the coaching experience. You're just supposed to pull stuff out of the other person. I said, no, Dave, you don't understand. This is a level four problem for me. I need you to tell me a story of when you've been in this exact same situation and you have uh, need, y- you've needed to handle it and kind of how you did it and what it felt like and how it turned out. And so finally he broke down, and he told me a story and, you know, boom, that was it. That's, that's what I needed. I needed to see how someone else handles this kind of a situation. So that's, that's what's happening at, at level four. Are we, uh, are we good so far? Are you guys with me? All right. Um, level three. Level three of the brain is asking, am I alone with this feeling? And if you've got pain here at level three, what you're going to be feeling is upset, overwhelmed, strong feelings, and the feelings won't go away. And you're just you're going to be casting around for some way to make these feelings go away. And this is where everybody blows it. This is where right now everyone's everyone's doing it wrong because everyone wants to make it feel better for you. And so the first thing they do to make it feel better for you is they try to explain to you how much smaller the problem is than you really think it is. What they need to do is the exact opposite. They need to be willing to jump in the deep end of the pool with you and say, man, man. I'll bet this is worse than I can even imagine. Tell me about it. Tell me what this is like. This must be really, really bad. It's okay. Now, some people are terrified to do that because they don't know how to get back to the edge of the pool from the deep end. So there's, uh, we actually, the one of the organ- one of our sister organizations, uh, Thrivetoday.org does a whole week-long training uh, to help people figure out how to get back to the edge of the pool from each of the big six emotions that that we encounter in life good news guys there's only six of them you only have to learn how to get back to the edge of the pool from six of these big feelings um so the final takeaway i'll say on this and i notice my time is kind of running through here quickly so um validate before your comfort so um VCR is an acronym that might help you remember that. VCR and, you know, if, if you're under 40, you could ask somebody what that is. but uh, uh, VCR uh, will help you remember that first you have to validate. First you make the problem bigger. then you can come in and comfort and give some of that level five advice, you know, on how they could probably solve this problem. but first you have to help them realize how big it really is. All right, um, I'm gonna move on to to level two now. Level two, good, bad, scary. So this is the voice in your head that's going scary, scary, scary. But you know what, this this comes across not so much as a voice in your head, but as um, physical sensations throughout your body. So rapid heartbeat, shallow breathing, the sense of panic. You just want this thing to stop. Uh, this is more than just being afraid. This is a you're the um, uh, this is where adrenaline, cortisol, these these uh, chemicals are just taking over and flooding your body with the panic response. And so it's below, it's subcortical. Reason will not help you now. None of the other tools will help someone who's got a level two problem going on you need to do some of the other things so stretching routines um, will help uh, vigorous exercise to, to get all that adrenaline out will help uh, various methods of breathing I'll show you um, I'll show you one just silly quick one if you're alone that you can do which actually is pretty good it's based on the the response babies do when they're startled, it goes like this: you just go, <laughs> just uh, throw your arms back behind you, and make a big, really scared face on your scared look on your face. And you might recite one of the Psalms: "Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in You, O Lord." Whenever I'm afraid, I will trust in You, o Lord. Now that'll actually kind of wake up your body. It'll kind of startle your body, and it'll say, "Hey, wait a minute! You know, we don't we don't have to do this anymore." So that's one solution. Uh, breathing, just paying attention to your breathing for four minutes is another solution. The um, uh, armed services, uh, special forces especially, like to do this box breathing, where they'll count, uh, you know, maybe uh, uh, four breaths in, hold for four, out for four seconds, um, in, hold for four. It's a box, right? So it's uh, in for four hold for four, out for four, in for four. Uh, That's especially important, you know, great example of special forces. If they're about to be in a firefight, they will always breathe like that first so that they can have their head about them uh, in that situation. The other thing about this is you need to practice calming your body when you're not upset so that you build up a greater ability to get your body to respond. So I could do a lot more on that, but time's not gonna allow. Um, The other thing is this is when just holding somebody and uh, actually if two people are uh, hugging and uh, the calmer person's heartbeat will prevail. The other person's heartbeat will actually begin to match the calmer person's heartbeat. So that's just one more little, little tip there. Finally, the deepest part of the brain. And, you know, I, I, uh, I'll go back to my idea that that things become more powerful as we move down this joy elevator uh, jim wilder often says you know i heard a preacher once say gosh what must the martyrs have believed to give their lives for the lord and he said I, that was the dumbest question i've ever heard he said it wasn't what they believed it was who they loved because this again is subcortical. This is the last thing that's still running. The pressure, the lion shows up, you're terrified. You know. You run down through that elevator really fast and all you've got left is this last one, who do I love? And this is also the source of our deepest pain. This is where sadness, grief, loss comes from. And this is where a lot of us uh, are stuck right now. You know, We can't see our loved ones. Um, I had a trip planned uh we were going to have a family reunion i was going to see my uh, uh our our daughter uh son-in-law their uh their uh, children our grandchildren a little two-year-old and a three-month-old that we've only seen once when she was born and um our son mario and his girlfriend were kind of going to come out there it's going to be their first chance to meet her and we're really looking forward to this and it was right when all of this happened and um I was just really having a hard time. You know, I went to the three to five club meeting and just kind of, you know, just kind of blew up at the meeting and said, oh, I just, I'm upset about everything. You know, I was talking with again, Dave Mead the next day. And he says, well, you know, the real problem here is you're experiencing attachment pain. I said, oh yeah, that's what it is. So as soon as there was something about just identifying it and realizing, okay, that's what it is. I'm gonna make it better, but it did in a way make it better just to know what it is. This is the source of so much crazy behavior. And again, I could say more about it, but I really wanna have time for this exercise we're gonna do. So there you go, there's your introduction to the five uh, levels of the brain. Now we're gonna have a chance to do this exercise from, uh, here's a great book. If you just wanna know a lot more about this, this uh, Rare Leadership is an excellent book. And then the book that this exercise is from is Joyful Journey, Listening to a So let me switch over to my other screen so you can follow along. All right, so what we're gonna do here is um, just really spend some time uh, listening to the Lord, but what we're going to do is we're going to go through this. This process has been written in a way that actually will follow the five levels of pain in the brain, and what's so fascinating to me about this is when the authors first came up with this idea and said, hey, this is a great method you know, and a great pattern because it matches the way our brain is designed to get us unstuck in our encounter with God, and um, after they'd come up with it, one of them was reading in Exodus, uh, chapter three, when, when God first speaks to Moses. And if you go back and read that chapter three, you'll notice that uh, the, the pattern is identical. Isn't that interesting that the one who spoke to Moses is the one who designed our brain and that 3000 years later, you know, magnetic resonance and uh, PET scan and all this stuff would, he, would discover. That uh, the way he spoke to uh, Moses three thousand years ago matched the way our brain has been designed. It's fascinating, but anyway. Uh, I, so first, let me just—I'm going to read you uh, one of these that uh, I did. Um, and this is uh, this was you know one of those days I told you about when all of this had first hit, and we were kind of worried about where our business was going and what was going to happen, and. So I started with uh, gratitude. God, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we have some reserves. Um, I'm grateful that uh, uh, our son and his girlfriend are safe after a car accident. God's response, me too. I sent my angels to protect them. Jim, I see the tired, groggy look on your face. I hear you worried and irritated about all the cash needs coming up. I hear you wondering if you should do mortgage forbearance. I know how big all of this is for you. The worry, the frustration, the wondering when it will end, the wondering how long your reserves will last. And then a list of other things I was wondering. You feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. I am glad to be with you in it all. I see it all. None of it is wasted. I'm making a way, I'm leveling a path, I'm dividing the obstacles to make a clear path for everyone, including you and Mario. So we're gonna give you a chance now. So just go ahead and, uh, you know, don't be too concerned about whether it's your thought or God's thoughts. Um, Jim Wilder loves to talk about how the closer we get to Him, the harder it's to tell our it is to tell our thoughts from His thoughts hopefully we start to think like him (laughs) and we're closer and closer to him. So just write what comes to you. Uh, So first you wanna take this step one, gratitude, and just write down a, a few things that you're grateful for. All right, and then take a moment to just listen for God's response. And I know you may be going a little bit fast, but you'll have a chance to do this again on your own. And from here on out, you're going to write in in God's voice. And if you're finished up there, you might just move now to step two. I can see you. As God looks at you, what does he see? What does he see on your face? Where are you sitting? What is your posture? It can be very Physical. Now, let's move on to step three. I can hear you. As God listens to your thoughts, perhaps listens to your thoughts throughout the day today, what is what has He heard? What is He hearing right now? And then write that down as if God Himself is speaking. Okay, we're ready to move into step four. I understand how big this is for you. How does God see your dreams, blessings, or upsets and troubles? and let's uh, move into step five now. I'm glad to be with you, and I treat your weakness tenderly. How does God express his desire to participate with you in life? Finally, step six, I can do something about what you're going through. I am doing something. Here's what I'm doing, here's what I will do. Well, if you're like these two panelists, you're in the middle of a really interesting conversation with the Lord. And I hate to interrupt that, but uh, I would suggest this prayer. Lord, thank you for this conversation. And can we press the pause button on it and come back to it again soon? Uh, So a couple of closing remarks. Um, Level one of the brain is all about secure attachment. Uh, wouldn't it be great to have a secure attachment with God? And one of the things I've found in doing this is almost a daily way of, of, uh, you know, part of my prayer time every day uh, is that it creates just that. It does lead just to that. I have a friend, um, Henry, who uh, does a couple of things. He calls his son-in-law every week and they do this together. They just separately write it out and then they share it with one another. Uh, and uh, then the other thing he does is in their own individual prayer times, he and his wife do this almost every day. And then at dinner time, they share with each other. There's a lot of power in step seven of reading what you've written aloud uh, to someone. So uh, if there's a few of you in the house together tonight, when we're finished, you might want to read these uh, to each other. Uh, if not, you might want to call somebody uh, or FaceTime somebody and uh, say, hey. You know, I I, uh, I want to, I learned something new and I want to share this with you. A um, couple of cautions when you do read it. Um, your main job as the person listening is to let God use your face. So when you hear something that sounds like it's a real God thought in there, smile. Let that, let that show. Um, if you hear something that you're pretty sure is not a God thought, I think you could let your friend know. I, I don't know; that doesn't really sound like something God would say. Um, but other than that, this isn't really a time to give, you know, comment or or criticism or you know, uh, advice. Uh, but just a time to enjoy this uh, this sharing. Um, well, that's all I really have time for tonight. It was a pleasure uh, being with you. Um, This all started because someone asked me, said, gosh, I'm really having a hard time. Do you know anything that might help me? And I just really hope that this is something that will help you and your friends and your loved ones during this time.